Heritage Media. Hi, this is Carly from Our Heritage. Today we're sitting down with Darren Butcher from Wisebury Heritage Real Estate to talk about buying, selling and renting on the coast in COVID. Welcome, Darren. My first question is I'm going to jump straight in and say many businesses have slowed down and sadly shut down during COVID, but why is Central Coast Real Estate thriving? Yeah, it's an interesting uh, question, that one. And uh, look, I feel sorry for some of the businesses that had to shut down, especially those that are, say, in Victoria, that actually started back up and then back down again. So it would be hard. But look, the first couple of weeks was tough with us. But uh, look, the reason that Central Coast thrived was because people from the city realised that they could move around. And and once they could realise that they could be mobile and work from home, it just set a whole new perspective on on where you did business. And, uh, you know, we already had a policy that some people were working from home. And it was so easy to plug into and, and uh, the Central Coast was just a great spot for people to come who always thought, hey, I'll retire on the coast or I want to go there one day. And they just made it happen. And so we started getting this infl- influx of people and it was bloody beautiful. I guess you always realise too, someone's got to live somewhere. They do. Everyone's got a home. And look, when they started moving out of the units and apartments because they were stuck and they were isolated and stuff and they could come up for the same price of what the unit was worth, they would come up and buy themselves a waterfront or an acreage. Um, then we had a lot of migration and, uh, you know, even down to lifestyle properties, things that people have got views with or a park next door or big yards that they could run around or have a dog. You know, these sorts of things come into the, into the fro, so. Yeah, and it actually disrupted so many industries, good and bad. Yep. How do you think it's disrupted real estate? Uh, in a better way, to be honest. Uh, I think it's been fantastic for us. Uh, from a rental point of view, we actually changed some policies and procedures early in the piece and uh, we reversed engineered uh, what it was to have an inspection. So inspections on a property, because they couldn't actually happen, we started uh, doing a virtual tour through it through a Matterport system, which was uh, people started to see a lot more of the property. We got a lot more searching online. We were able to then to do uh, an online application, which they could actually go through that process. And then if they were the ones that were selected, it might be one or two people selected out of 20, 30, 50, 100, and sometimes even more now. Um, but those people then went to the owners. We, we said, yep, these two are pretty good. We'd take those two people to the property, limiting the amount of uh, COVID potential and all the rest of it, and uh, one of them be selected. So it was fantastic because what it did was we would have been out at that property three, four, five, ten opens before the right person come through. A lot of people go out there, they love the property, then they get second thoughts on it and, you know, chicken out. And so that owner was going through the highs and lows of that, didn't have to do that anymore. They, they basically knew within days who their applicant was and how many they had and which ones were the best ones. And they were getting AAA tenants from the start. So that was great for them. From a sales perspective, um, it was it was a very interesting process because I think one of the things that we've seen was connection um, come out a lot. And we always had connection. We've always had availability as one of our biggest keys. 26 agents makes it really easy to actually service a lot of people out there. Um, and so we're able to go one-on-one a lot. But a lot of companies out there that did open houses come stuck because they couldn't do their opens anymore. And uh, and so they didn't know how to actually close without doing it. So, you know, I know that in one of the, mo- one of the months through COVID, we did 60 deals. The next closest was eight. There was a huge difference between us and our competitors just purely because we learned and we always knew how to look after people one-on-one where a lot of them just had that process of open homes and it just didn't work for them. Connection's so, a funny word. That's a beautiful word. In COVID, yep. no yep. one was connecting. Everyone felt really disconnected and yeah. really isolated. So the fact that you've used the word connected. I actually think that, that people were more connected if they had that skill already. 
Um, it is a skill to learn connection and how to deal with people and things like that, not just a, a number or a cookie cutter type of idea. Mm. And I do believe that if you connect and you work to the heart, then you're always connected. And so we were in touch with a lot of our people out there. We put in good practices that actually made sure that whether it be our tenants, whether it be our landlords, whether it be our buyers or sellers, that all were connected and, and they felt like we were part of their team. And I think that actually in turn, um, people still had to move. They'd sold their properties, they'd bought properties, whatever the case may be, they still had to move. And so we were there to, to help facilitate that. Yeah. So it sounds like it's actually streamlined the business and made it more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what it did was galvanise the team Collectively, as a group, um, we were really tight before that. But I think we actually realised that every one of us have each other's back. And, I, and all I seen was our team growing um, level on level on level. And to the point where I just sat back and just smiled and thought, you know what, we are going through tough times. The world is going through tough times. But wow, we've got a team. Yeah. So I guess that brings me to what are the agents and property managers doing now better than what they were doing at the start of 2020? Yeah, again, I think it's connection. I think uh, even though we thought we were doing it really, really well, there was another in-depth level to that. And uh, I think care is something that's underrated within um, real estate agencies and whether it be um, property managers for the tenants that maybe they get um, thought of differently and not from our perspective, but from the, the industry. Um, it could be the buyers, you know, the, there was an old term buyers are liars, which is just a stupid saying and it shouldn't be in the industry at all. But you hear it every now and again at different conferences and things like that. And you think, well... If that's the connection button that you've got or if that's the care level that you've got for your clients, then you shouldn't be in real estate. And and uh, I think from our point of view, we just went to a whole different level with that. You know, like whether it be running out toilet rolls to certain people or, or you know, or whether it be just grabbing some groceries for some clients or it might have just been, you know, just touching base and just making sure you're all right, Mrs. Jones. You know, I know you're on, on your own. I know your kids are living in Queensland. Is there anything we can do for you? We don't care whether we run around and do everything for you. You know, we're not as busy as we were. Is uh, you know, is there anything we can do? And and uh, I think they just appreciated that. Yeah, and that's carried on now. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's something that'll be ingrained in us forever. It's set the bar. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and with all the changes that have come out of, um, sorry, with all the changes that have come out regarding COVID, we've got JobKeeper, JobSeeker, we've got all these new government support. How has that affected how people are buying and selling with? the money side of things yeah absolutely well i've got to say a big and i'm not dad used to always say and that's george butcher but he used to say don't uh, get into politics when you're actually talking or or seeing people or whatever but i've got to do a big shout out and a big pat on the back to the government i think uh, scott morrison did an excellent job if you want to know what leadership is that is it in in the essence of it i think that his uh, party did a great job but i think the opposition did as well you know they didn't get in the way to stop pol um, let politics get involved in in a troubled time and i think um overall they uh, they should be congratulated the whole group of them um, their incentives that they put forward were amazing and uh, and it certainly did help our business and I think it helped many a business um, but what it did was it gave people security that that there wasn't this going to be a mass exodus of people losing their jobs there were people losing their jobs and we were very um, you know very sad for those particular people but as a whole the they were able to get um, people employed and keep them employed and I think that made a massive thing and from a real estate perspective that is huge because when people feel comfortable and secure, they'll buy and sell, and that's exactly what they did. They also, you know, they uh, landlords had invested, bought more investment properties, and that gave people places to live. So it was fantastic. And who is actually buying at the moment? Who are you seeing? What, yeah. what kind of buyers are coming through? Well, people are coming from Sydney in the droves. Um, I think that's probably where people have got to realise that they can see a lifestyle they want to have up on the coast and they can have it now and they know they can have it. So that is one large category. But when they buy a property, somebody owns a property needs to move as well. 
they're going nowhere. They're staying on the coast. So we've also got them buying as well. So it's a double dip there. The investors have come in. They're starting to buy because they've got bloody excellent returns. Um, the rent prices are certainly going up. There's no question about that. And also, too, the interest rates are coming down and there's talk of even further drops, which is just crazy. And, um, you know, we've heard heard of uh, different interest rates in under 2%, um, the average being around the 2 to 2.5%, but, uh, but we're hearing them under 2%. And, and look, that's unbelievable for our marketplace. Have you ever heard that in your no, time no, of nothing, real estate? No, not even close. And, and look, you know, somebody that bought a million dollar property going back eight years ago at uh, 6 or 6.5%, are now able to buy a four million dollar property at the same with the same interest rate payments. It's just crazy. It is. Um, it's an unreal position to be in. Um, you know, we, I remember going back uh, probably around four or five years ago, and I said you'll never see positive gear again on the coast. And well, that's proven me very, very wrong. So I'm happy to say I'm wrong when I'm wrong. And uh, and that, but that's been a wonderful thing. And and look, we're positive geared everywhere you possibly can do. And if you put deposits in, which most people put twenty percent as a minimum in, um, then you're going to be really positively geared. And so there's kids, people are going to look back in years to come. And say so their kids or grandkids are going to say, "Were you around when you could have actually had a house for free?" And uh, and people are going to go, "Yeah, yeah, but 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 you know, well, there should be no buts." The property market at the moment, they're paying you to actually buy properties and rent them to people. You know, there's a gain that's there straight away. I can't see any other time than this being any better. Because. Just when you think they can't get any lower, they get lower. So when they're at four, you think it's not going to get below four, and then yep. it gets to three, three and a half, and so on, yep. to the point where I think we're sitting at 2.8 now or 2.7. Yep. Is it going to get lower? Yeah, well, it is. And if you shop around, you can certainly do it. So uh, last week I was offered an interest rate of 1.81% uh, fixed for three years interest only. It's crazy. It's a crazy offer. But uh, but look, I'll take it every day of the week, you know. And, wasn't and with so, the big four? No, it wasn't. No. And that's an interesting thing. I think it's the speed of the big four that have been the problem. So people have shopped in the second tier now. And, uh, and the second tier are actually killing it. Yeah. Um, so uh, you look, I think all banks could actually improve on their speed. I think that's one thing, um, you know, if you watch the latest Netflix on, on Founder, which is about Ray Kroc and, and the uh, McDonald's family, you can actually see quite clearly um, why people need speed and efficiencies. You know, they did a burger that used to take 30 minutes that was actually taking 30 seconds and, and all of a sudden the market shifted. And, and I think that's the same with banks. I think they're going to find that they're gonna, they're, there's going to be players that jump in that field if they don't start playing quicker, you know, four to six weeks to get an application accepted or approved is just way too long. And it's going to be an interesting hole in the market. Love the ability to be able to be a bank personally, because I think it will be just a, an ideal opportunity to, to uh, take control of everything out there. There's a, there is a massive hole because at the moment, properties are turning around so quick. Yep. Approval rates are taking four to six weeks and yep. you're missing out on properties three Absolutely. a week sometimes for a month. And it's, it's devastating as yeah. a buyer. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, and I think the, the thing you've got to look at too is um, there's also the other side of that. The, the banks have had all their deferrals and things like that. So, you know, to, to them and their workers, they're doing they're doing the best they possibly can do. They've got systems. They've got red tape that come from APRA and from the, the Royal Commissions and stuff. They've been tied under. Now, the governments are talking about trying to get them released from a lot of that red tape and that will help dramatically but they've got all those things then they've got deferrals that go there so people actually who didn't pay their loans are now having to rework their loans and sign new to agreements and all the rest of it and on top of that there's this this uh, boom of buyers that are coming in trying to buy and so and on top of that first home buyers with their grant of uh, the 25,000 and the 10,000 first home buyer grant and things like that so so uh, for new builds so it's just so interesting how it's all happening and the banks are sitting there going we're stuck we're we're overloaded we'll just take the best of and of course, they're, they'd be silly to work to the new customers when they've got their old customers they should be looking after. Mm. Plus, remember, the old customers actually owe the money where the new customers haven't yet, so they're going to have to swing towards that way. 
I, I think that leaves a monster hole that they're leaving the size of the Grand Canyon for a new player to come in and actually just take that whole marketplace. They yeah. really are. Yeah. They really are. But that's their choice. Um, one of the comments I get from family and friends at the moment is, why aren't there any rentals on the coast? Darren, why aren't there any rentals <laughs> on the coast? <laughs> it's a very good question. I wish we could have more. Um, not enough investors and more um, owner-occupiers. I think a lot of people moved out of Sydney trying to, and there's a lot of people trying the coast to see how it actually goes. And I think that trialling of the coast is actually the reason that the, the surplus is taken up. And we can't get them built as quick as we're getting the influx of people coming in. I think that's going to be consistent now for a while. And so what that means in turn is the best tenants out there will get stuff, but those that aren't so good or got a bad cross to their name somewhere along the line, bad paying tenants, not keeping the yards tidy, giving property managers a hard time, whatever it might be, are going to be in for a very rude shock. In fact, they'll come and say, I need something, but we might not have that. And so I've got to say to you, if you're a, you're a great tenant out there, we want to still see you. There's no question at all. But if you're one of the bad ones, there's plenty of other agents you can go to. And though you know, I'm not even saying they'll be able to help you out, but you might have to because... You know, there is no room for us for average tenants anymore. You've got to be brilliant. And if you're not brilliant, then you're going to struggle. So it's a good thing if you're an investor right now. Oh, huge. Well, look, you know, we can see by that supply and demand that the rental prices have gone up. There's no question about it. And they'll continue to go up. Um, interest rates are coming down. Investment prices are going up. There's a win now. There is something to precursor on that side too as well. Um, and I think what you've got to realise is that landlords also have gone through COVID. Um, and uh, there's a lot of people going, well, well, my landlord's got a property, so he's richer than me. Well, understand that they also have rates, they have insurances, they've got bills to pay, land tax, um, and lots of other outgoings that might happen um, besides the interest that they've got. And, uh, and so, you know, you've got to also understand that they've got to get the maximum benefit out of it. If they go to their accountant, their accountant says, well, you've got A, B and C properties, but A is not working very well, the tenants aren't paying on time, you're 5,000 behind, well, you've got a huge problem. Um, and the first one the accountant's going to advise you to sell is, of course, the weakest one. So those people who are paying under the odds of it, my suggestion is that you go to your to your land, uh, to your property manager and say to them, I'm prepared to pay more. And the reason behind it is you don't want to be kicked out. Mm. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't want to start fear factor. I don't want people quoting me wrongly here. I'm just giving you the best advice I can. If you can afford more, I would be suggesting that you do it because there is a rise there and the landlord's going to ask it or they're going to be told with their accountant that they're not returning as much as what some of the other investments are. Yeah. I guess it's also if you um, haven't pulled your socks up, pull your socks up as a tenant because for every one tenant that's not so great, there's three that are chomping at the bit. Yep. So it's a good time to be a landlord. It's, um, it's a very good time and a great time to be a property manager. In all fairness, um, property manager and managers sometimes um, don't have um, brilliant tenants in, in their properties. They might have inherited them from other rent rolls or whatever, other people that manage them, other agencies, and uh, they pick up these not so good tenants. And, and, uh, and we've seen it where we've taken over properties from others and those tenants, um, they play the game. They they pay rents, but they only pay it spasmatically. They try to stay within the rules, and they've really played it over time. And it shows quite clearly in their ledger. We get hold of them, we look at them, and we go, well, you can't play that game anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, this market has dictated that you're no longer in control. And uh, yes, we want tenants, and I don't want people to think that we don't want that. We've got brilliant tenants. We just finished Tenant of the Year, where we rewarded, uh, you know, the best tenant in our in our um, whole group with a month's free rent so we've got brilliant tenants and we're happy to put a hand in their pocket to help those people you know when they're doing great things but at the same time too if you're actually going to play the game you're going to get caught and, and you are going to end up without a home yeah okay one of the big things i wanted to talk about today was the sydney market because we hear a lot about the sydney market but i want to know how that affects the coast 
here. Mm -hmm. So for example, at Sydney market's hot, does that mean ours is hot? If properties are taking 90 days to sell in Sydney, does that mean they're taking 90 days here? What is the knock-on effect? Okay. We don't hear about the coast market, we hear about Sydney. Yep. Very, very good point. Um, I used to have a saying that said, uh, if they sniffle, we get the flu. Um, and uh, so what it used to happen is if they actually started a trend, whether it was up or down, we'd see it in six to nine months, maybe even 12 months time. Um, that hasn't happened through COVID. It actually worked in exactly the reverse. So everyone exited out of Sydney and we got the benefit of it. And so normally you would say, you know, six months time, if they're booming, we'll boom and, and so on and so forth. And that's that's been forever and a day. That's not what it is like now. At the moment, the coast is red, red hot and uh, it is booming along and, uh, um, you know, we're taking full advantage of that. So Sydney trends, excellent to watch, but don't always believe it. And um, and please don't watch the unit market in Sydney and say, hey, the market's falling because Sydney units are actually struggling a little bit. They're struggling because people were isolated and stuck in a room and they didn't want to be stuck in a room. And so don't compare that. Um, come to the coast, have a look and see what you can buy. Like our pricing starts from 450 roughly. Um, and for a brand new one or two bedroom times title duplex to get built, brand new 486 starting from. So you can't get any better than that. And uh, it, look, it ranges all the way up. You can spend millions on the coast if you wish to, and we can get you something absolutely fantastic, but your dollar will go a lot further, Yep, especially up the northern end. And we're servicing the areas where it is five, ten minutes to the beach. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You've Why got wouldn't the, you? You've got the lake, you've got the beach, you've got acreages. You can go to the Hunter Valley in 40 minutes. Um, you can go to Warunga in 45 minutes. You can't You can't get more central. And uh, and we've got all the mod cons that, uh, that Sydney's now got. Um, and we've had a really good run. Touch wood. Yep. No, no corona. <laughs> no. And we're nearing the end of 2020. This year has just been a roller coaster. But one of the things and one of the trends is we are selling homes quickly. Very quick. Why? Look, the truth is at the end of the day, it's again, what's coming out of Sydney is we're being flooded with them and the, the, the locals aren't moving. So with the locals not moving, we've got double the amount of people buying in the same or similar area, which is just absolutely brilliant. Love it. And so we've had a really, really good time with that. I think what you've also got to realise is that it is a great spot to invest at the moment. There's really good returns. You don't have to put as much in as what you would in a Sydney property. Could be similar returns, but you know, you, you're using half as much money. Um, you've got a choice. You can... Lakefronts, water uh, acreages, ocean fronts. You've got beach areas. You've got new estates. You've got old estates. You've got um, big blocks, little blocks, small blocks, um, units, villas, townhouses. You basically can quote anything that you want. You can buy on the coast, and and especially the northern end, it is affordable. It's great. It's exactly what you need. So how do we compare with the Sydney people buying? How do how do us locals get in? on top of them and oh, getting quickly. You can't. Uh, no, only kidding. Uh, <laughs> the, the truth is they come with cash uh, cash in their pocket, so they do a great job. But there's a thing called Central Coast Property Preview, and it's something that we've got on our Facebook site. Uh, if you become a member, you'll get a sneak preview of properties before they hit the market. I'd be suggesting to everybody to jump on that. It's a really, really good tool that we've got. We've got 26 agents. All of them will actually work with you individually on finding properties for you, and I think that's a real asset to, to anybody. So if you're local, make yourself known, talk to your agent all the time, and they will find your properties. And, and uh, look, there is an influx. Uh, I can tell you we're getting five to six times with our media and marketing department now, and it's absolutely booming because of them. Um, we're getting five to six times more inquiry than the average agent would get on a property, and certainly a lot more than what we used to get. Um, um, and so our new techniques and the things that we do that actually put us in front of people so much better, um, it's just drawing a crowd and, and that's going to make it competitive. So if you want to buy, buy quick. 
um, know your market really well, do your research. But there again, don't be scared to pay a little bit of a premium to get what you want because I think if you pay it and get what you want, at least you've got it. If that market keeps continuing, which it looks like it's going to do, then you're still going to sit there and go, wow, I've done really, really well. Because you're in. Yeah. Just got to get in. I remember at the start of COVID, I actually had a few people saying to me and, and experts of what they call themselves in the industry, people that buy a lot of property and all the rest of it saying, well, you just call me at the end of COVID and, and uh, we'll talk. Uh, you know, I know I'm probably going to get a 30% discount. And, uh, and I sat there and I went, hang on, we've got, uh, we had uh, Kimberly Burke at the time selling a property a day every single day through the first couple of weeks of COVID. And, and I'm sitting there going, no, nah, there's no way. When the tap turns off, it turns off. That's the way real estate happens. You know, so you go for hundreds of calls a day to having basically no calls a day. And that wasn't happening. It was still continuing. So I knew that by joining Kimberly and joining the rest of the team and keep selling these properties, it was going to keep happening. And, and that's what we did. And, uh, and that just got confidence. And as I said, you know, there was light years between what one agency was doing through COVID and, and the next biggest was, was light years between it. And I'm really grateful for our Wisebury Heritage Group. Um, we really did well. You did extraordinar- extraordinarily well with regard to that. How are we going to go with summer? No one's leaving. Everyone's got money because yep. no one's holidaying. Yep. We're not leaving New South Wales. Yep. Are you expecting some big results? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I think the pricing will uh, will naturally increase, there's no question about it. But I think also too, we've got such a, such a stable base of people that keep coming to us because they have got reasons to move. And, and we've known that for a long time. And because of that, we will be working with those people to maximise their dollars. And I think there'll be a difference between agents and agents. Any agent will be able to sell a property in this marketplace there. It's how you go out marking that property and how you actually extract the very best price. So those, and we class ourselves as Central Coast Best Negotiators and that's self-proclaimed, but I can tell you that there's a lot of owners that will actually know that that's the case. And uh, I've got to say to you, those particular owners um, will will uh, see that come with us on the journey, will see a much better price. You know, it's like a game of soccer. If you take um, two people on a team to play a game of soccer and you verse, you know, 20 people or 26 in our case against them, there's a fair chance, no matter whether it's Messi and Ronaldo playing against those 26, there's a fair chance the 26 are going to win. And uh, especially when the 26 have the skills of Messi and Ronaldo, I think you're going to see something very, very special. And I think we've got the right team to actually back anyone to maximise their dollars and put the most pro- um, most profit in their pocket. Yeah. So just remember one thing when you're selling a property, it's not what it costs you that's important, it's what's left in your pocket at the end of the day. And I think that's where we actually can maximise your dollars. Yeah. So if someone hasn't been to an open home in the last nine months, what are they going to expect? Yep. When they go through the door, they'll actually have, um, you know, some sign-in processes, uh, which are probably nothing unusual. The sanitizers will sit there. You'll probably find they'll go through one by one, um, although some gr- some agencies still take them through in groups and let them go through in big groups. But, uh, you know, we prefer to take them through one by one and let them see it, and then they come out and the next people will join. Um, you know, so uh, you'll probably see two agents at most properties. Um, that does help uh, with uh, getting um, more people through but keeping them distant. Um, so there's a few protocols in place, but look, you know, uh, we're finding that the people of the coast are starting to get to fall back into old patterns and, and be happy to come through in, in through opens and things like that. I just say that the, the private inspection, and I'm still a really big advocate of private inspection, whilst open houses do work, the ratios of one in 29 open houses actually get a sale from them, one in eight actually ha- in private inspections. Let me tell you, that stat doesn't change too much. Um, it's about the client relationship and getting someone through a property um, in a private inspection is so much harder. It is so easy for an owner, a, an agent to schedule eight open houses on a Saturday and service their owners and make sure their owner's happy and things like that, but every other day be canvassing for listings. But if they do it right um, and they have those private inspections, whenever the buyer's ready, you've got so much more chance of getting uh, dollars. It reminds me going back years and years ago 
I remember Tali actually was showing a property and she uh, she actually showed it at 10.30 at night and the property didn't have power so she showed it with a torch and I said to her that next morning, I said, Tali, why did you show that? And she said to me, look, those people own a fish and chip shop, they finish at 9 o'clock, they could only get up at 10.30 at night and when they said to me that they wanted to negotiate on price, I said to them, you've got to be kidding, who else is going to show your property at this time? They paid full price for the property, the owner got a great result, a lot more than they expected and these people got a property and I think that's availability and that's what we do in spades and I think you know everyone else can say that they can do it but it's just hard to compete again mm. yeah absolutely so the last question i want to talk about is some little stats april to august this year the search for central coast was up 61 percent on realestate.com people are reevaluating their lifestyle the spare room the space the backyard hot deals are they still out there absolutely see them every day and look if we don't have the hot deal and you're one of our clients we'll actually get you it anyway we will actually ring the agent that's got it and say to you hey go and buy this particular property so we've got no problems in that because we think the long journey the long game not actually the short journey so whatever's the best we'll send you that way of course if we're actually negotiating on the owner's behalf of course we're going to be the hardest ones uh, and uh, and we're going to take it you know top dollar out of you but the way i always see it is you know and i i do this when i'm buying properties I don't mind spending a little bit extra to get what I want. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there the same. In 10 years' time, you're not going to worry about the price. And in 20 years' time, you're going to forget it. Um, most people say to me, oh, I bought it 20 years ago. I think I paid. They've got no idea. And so all I would say to you is don't go into it with a short-term vision. Go into it, is it the right home for you? And if you've got to pay a premium for it, do it. Like, a friend once said to me, if you've got to pay an extra 60 grand, yep. work out that 60 grand over the 30 years you want to live there. Yep. Divide that by your mortgage repayment, it's something like $21 a week. Yep. So yep. would you pay $21 extra a week to get the property you want? Four cups of coffee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a crazy thing. Well, at the interest rates that are there at the moment, you're probably finding that's one cup of coffee. Yeah. So, uh, so it's fantastic. But yeah, look, I remember coming across a guy and he was a really, really educated man, bought a lot, a lot of properties, was excellent at what he did. And, and I remember him buying a block of land and he paid 90 for it when it was worth 60. So that's how long ago that we're, we're talking. And, and uh, I said to him at, at the end of it, I wait until it exchanged, of course, but I said to him, why did you pay such a big price for it? And he goes, you know what? I've always learned that if you pay a premium when you buy, you get a premium when you sell. Now I've stuck to that theory and it hasn't done me any problems at all. So um, I'm quite happy to pay a premium to get what I'm after. Um, and uh, and I talk to my clients and my friends and family about the same thing. And, uh, and, you know, look, at the end of the day, it comes down to one thing, you know, are you happy with the property? And if you are, that doesn't matter what you pay. You I've know. never heard one person say, I love my home, but... Yes. I paid too much for yeah, it. Yeah. No one's ever said Well, that. I've, I've heard plenty of people do it. Actually, it was funny. I was at an auction one day and I did the auction and uh, I remember watching uh, the doctor's wife take off halfway through the auction. That was He was a bidder. And um, and I watched her. She raced in and it was a tenant at a property and she asked the tenant, could she use the, the bathroom? And she went in. She was sick. I didn't realise at the time. I, I found out afterwards. And uh, when I caught up with her afterwards, I said to her, you know, uh, what happened through the auction, you know? And she goes, I actually was sick. We went above our budget by $62,000 and I didn't know where we were going to get it from. And I said to her husband, why did you spend over and above your budget? And uh, he said, I just wanted it. And uh, and so, look, if people do want it, they'll pay the premium and we'll work hard to make sure you get it. So, um, you know, I don't want people getting sick, but at the same time too, I look back now and that property is worth probably a million more than what they paid for it. They've done all right. They've done all right. They've done very good. Thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank Wonderful. you. Thanks, Darren Butcher See. from Wisebury Heritage Real Estate. Thanks, Carly. I'm sure we've cleared so many questions up that people have had around Central Coast real estate during COVID. We'll pop all the links and recommendations in our show notes. Today's episode was produced by Kieran Christie, hosted by me, Carly Eldridge, and brought to you by Heritage Media. Bye.
Heritage Media.